Do you feel stuck when it comes to revenue growth? Today's guest, Craig LeMasters, is here to help us get back on the road to growth. He's the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Unstuck. In our conversation, Craig shares practical advice about how you can get your sales moving forward faster. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. I'm really excited about our conversation today. I know you're going to get practical advice that will help you move forward and get unstuck as you grow your business. As we move into the fall, the fourth quarter is upon us. Right now, it is time to be thinking about your strategy. How do you need to shift your strategy to succeed in the years to come? In the weeks ahead, I'll be announcing an exciting initiative to help you adjust your strategy to make sure you enter the new year positioned to accelerate your growth. At the C-Suite Radio Network, we are working to help you drive and thrive. This is the time to dig in and work on our businesses. This is the time to be strategic, and this is the time to get unstuck. So to help us get moving forward, I've invited Craig LeMasters to the table to share some wisdom. Craig comes from the C-suite. As the CEO of a publicly traded company, he led a 100-year-old organization through the process of digital transformation. Best of all, Craig's passion is sales and marketing. And as Craig says in the podcast, the product of experience times knowledge is wisdom. And that's exactly what you're going to get today. We're going to experience some wisdom from Craig's new book, Unstuck, How to Unlock and Activate the Wisdom of Others. I know you're going to find these ideas both inspirational and practical. So grab a notepad and we'll get to know Craig after a brief word from our sponsors. Craig, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Hey, thank you, Daryl. It's a pleasure to be with you. I love the, I love the work that you're doing. So really happy to be here and share some thoughts with you today. Well, and likewise, and I know that the topic that you're famous for, which is helping people and organizations get unstuck, probably couldn't be more relevant to the the sales and marketing audience. Uh, than it is right now. I mean, this is this has been an incredibly challenging time for all of us in revenue producing positions. And, and I yeah. think that having this mindset of, of what can we do to get unstuck? What can we do to get things moving forward is going to be really, really helpful. So I'm glad you're here today. 
Yeah, well, I know I appreciate that. I had somebody tease me the other day because I've been talking about stuck and unstuck since we started GXG a few years back. And somebody was teasing me the other day. It's like, wow, you did, had no idea it would be even more relevant. And I said, I guess that's somewhat of a benefit. I don't think there's ever a real benefit of a pandemic that's obvious, but it, it has been interesting because it's uh, it has created a lot of interest in in sort of our methodology. So yeah, love love talking about getting unstuck. And I couldn't agree more, actually, Daryl. I, I think coming through and hopefully out of this whole pandemic thing, I think particularly when you think about sales and marketing, um, it, there's tremendous challenges, but there's some really cool opportunities, I think, embedded in all this as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, as we were talking before the show, and this is what I love about you, you know, you're, you, there's a lot of academics out there. There's a lot of pontificators. Yeah. Uh, you bring to the table fresh experience um, working in the C-suite now for uh well, over 10 years, which is amazing in and of itself to <laughs> your <survivalist>. survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny. I told, I was doing a talk the other day and they were asking me about, you know, that, wow, you got to be CEO of this big company for 11 years. I say, well, yeah, it's 11 years. I like to refer to it as 44 quarters. Right. So if you're a public company person, you'll understand that. It's, it's a long time, but I was super fortunate. I mean, just an amazing group of people, great board, great bosses. And, and that's why I got to, you know, stay that long. It was just a, it was just a blast. But I do, to your point, that's why I do this work now. I love sharing a few ideas that worked for me as an operator. And, mm-hmm. and again, I have no. I think there's some wonderful academic thoughts out there. There's great thought leaders. There's great, you know, stuff that I used and was helpful. But I, I just I felt like there there could be a void in the operator base perspective that right. has, has been really fulfilling. The last few years have been a blast because I think there was a little bit of a void there. That we're, that's all we're trying to fill is that void. Yeah, I'm curious as we get started, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to talking about how to get unstuck, but I'm really curious as you yeah. look at companies right now, and you know, we're this is being recorded in uh, August of, of 2020, so we're five, six months into yeah. you know, a really challenging crisis. What are you seeing um, out there in terms of, of the challenges you're, the clients you're working with are facing when it comes to revenue right now? Yeah, I, I, I think that the, the, the biggest issue that, that we hear day in and day out is around those industries that have, have, have sort of shut down. I mean, and I think that's the hard part with this is it's not that it's a downturn in the economy where we have a 10%, you know, growth issue, but some right. of these industries, and we do some work in the, in the, in the hospitality industry. I mean, hotels, I mean, you go from almost full capacity four months ago to 20%, you know, that's a whole different type of sales yeah. issue you than before, Daryl. And, and so when, when we're working particularly around the sales piece, there's two things that we've sort of focused on is one, helping people be practical about how we lead through crisis. I mean, part of this is just survival right now, right? I mean, we've got mm-hmm. to get through this and we're not there yet. I mean, making progress here on August and, you know, third week of August, but we're not there yet. And then the second thing is, as we think about growing from here, I believe, and again, it's part of why I really love the topic that you focus on is I'm a, I'm a little maniacal about strategic selling. And I think the science and the art around strategic selling is paramount for companies to succeed. But right now, it's just incredibly critical. So what we're trying to do is help people on that topic say, okay, 
none of us are really growing that fast. Let's take some time to build a strategic selling headset using the best of the best practices out there to try to get prepared as things start to come back, which we're starting to see some signs of life here. Uh, but that's our focus. Get through the crisis, some things we're helping on there, sort of three key topics, and then doing a lot of work with our sort of secret sauce of unstuck around strategic selling. That's sort of our focus. I think that's such a great mindset. And I was, uh, it just reminds me of chatting with a, a client in the Southeast yesterday. And, you know, yeah. we were asking about, they're, they're putting together a strategic growth plan and all of this. And their mindset was, look, we've got this window of time right now. Uh, we're yeah. going to use it to build this out. We're, you know, we know it's going to be a while before that in their particular case, they're a, a very face-to-face -face industry and some challenging markets. Um, yeah. And they said, we're going to do it. We're going to figure this out right now. And I just love that mindset. We've been saying on C-Suite Radio, this is the time to drive and thrive. And, you know, part of that driving and thriving is going, okay, you know, what do we need to do to set ourselves up so that, you know, as, as this emerges, we come yeah. out strong. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I I love that drive and thrive concept. I mean that that's a great uh, headset to have right now, and and we see it day in and day out. I mean we're on Zoom all day with clients and mm -hmm. across about a dozen different industries and all sizes from you know fairly early stage companies up through Fortune ten companies, and it doesn't matter. I mean it, this is this is the topic right now. And we see a huge range of how people are thinking about this. And the ones that are doing what you just described, hey, we're going to use this kind of hard time to reinvent a little piece of our business model. Doesn't have to be the whole company, but let's at least reinvent a few things because it is different and it will be a little different coming out of this. So why not use the time to, uh, to do some reinvention? Again, it doesn't have to be the whole business model. The whole business model is probably fine, but we got to think of, Look different. Just and I'd encourage you just one or two things. Right. And we we've done it. We've done it as a as a, as a small company, as a small firm. We've reinvented a couple of our offerings. It's been a blast, actually. I think it's encouraging to people to have leaders that are willing to do that in these harder times. I think it's a great great process. Yeah, that's good. You said some words that were uh, just absolute music to my ears. Uh, you said strategic selling, and I'm really yeah. curious about this headset. Tell, talk to me about the headset. Yeah, I mean, and again, I'm biased because while I got to be CEO for a long time, and there's a lot of financial stuff to do with that role and operating role, my heart really, because I grew up in, in selling and I grew up as a sales marketing person, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of where my heart is. And so I've always just believed that selling sort of done right. Um, and I don't care if it's B2B, large organization, but really done right has this strategic component to it that is incredibly intentional. And this idea that, you know, natural born salespeople and they just have the gift of this or that, I think we all have gifts, but I also mm -hmm. believe we can learn a tremendous amount of stuff on anything. That's kind of the crux of our business model. So we, we do, when we work on the selling side, we actually use our wisdom-based learning model to help people build a strategic selling culture, mindset, headset, and process. 
and I and, and what's fun is because I did it at the company I ran Assurance Solutions. I mean, we we didn't have it. We were a pretty big global company. And as we got into that and being again, to me, the key word is really intentional about how we build relationships, how we sell, how we do value propositions, how we do our offerings, how we do the follow-up. And at the end of the day, and I know some of your work has touched on this. I believe today more than ever, we have to be heart level salespeople. Um, mm-hmm. I think more than ever, people want to do business with other people that they admire, that they trust, that they see value in. It's all of that stuff. So if you roll that up, you just can't roll in and you know try to sell something. Right. <laughs> it has to be super <laughs> intentional. And if you build some process around that, it's incredible the results you can get. So yeah, one of my favorite topics. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, I want to dive into that a little bit more. And and you know, if you think about um, um, obviously, you know, back in the good old days, <laughs> before, you know, things, things, we thought things were hard. They were actually really easy. You know, if you put your boat in the river in most industries, you're going to get swept along with the current. That's right. and, you know, I think as salespeople, um, we were uh, a lot, a lot of people in the sales profession, it, it was good, good times, but it was also, you know, I, th- I think we got a little sloppy in a, yeah, in a lot of ways, right? Because business was coming easy. Now we find ourselves stuck, right? Yeah. It's harder to go get yeah. business. The, the things that buyers want have changed. The, you know, the, the, the competitive nature for a dollar in many organizations absolutely. has changed. Um, we've absolutely. got to really make the case. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, think about just Daryl, just the buyer, just think about the buyer in general, just generically, the buyer is super different. And largely because they have all this information at their fingertips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue back in the day, if you go back from the 80s, 90s, and even in the 2000s, I mean, we had a huge advantage because the buyer didn't have all the information we have. Now they do. I mean, if you don't think you have to be intentional and very thoughtful about getting somebody to a yes and actually writing a check for your services, you're not going to win. I mean, it's just not going to happen. There's just too much. There's, and it's. I think it's a good thing. I think it's. I think it's pushed the whole industry around sales to a whole different level. That mm-hmm. you've got to be able to demonstrate the value, or you're not going to win. So yeah, in one sense, you kind of miss those days, but um, this is the reality that we live in, and we've got to be really, really good at this. Yeah, and like we're talking about, getting in in a season of adversity really does focus uh, focus us on on upping our game in all of these areas, and and I think yeah. that you know I'm I'm just curious. I want to think together just about the categories when you think of a strategic selling plan, when you think of you know, what needs to be in place for, for a company to have a, a really good strate- strategic selling model. What yeah. are some of the high-level categories that you think in? Yeah, I, a couple things. One, we, we tended to put it in two buckets. One is the relationship bucket. Mm-hmm. So we actually spend a ton of time um, um, from, and we do kind of all of our work we do in ecosystems. All of our wisdom-based learning is built around sort of visualized ecosystems. And what are the wisdom gaps that we have and things we're trying to accomplish? We do the same thing on relationships. You can build ecosystems around relationships. So if I think about mm-hmm. an organization that you might be selling into, particularly B2B, then build the ecosystem 
around that. So we, we, we spend a lot of time on the relationship side, mm-hmm. you know, who actually is a part of this conversation, who are influencers, who are decision makers, some of the great techniques that are out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, again, you have to spend time on that. And then the other one that tends to get left behind is what we would call pathways. So we spend a lot of time helping people understand the pathways to, to victory, if you would. Mm-hmm. And, and by putting it on paper and a forcing mechanism of having these pathways on paper, um, you can create whatever milestones and checkpoints that are important to your business model. So it might be, you know, the value proposition and pressure testing parts of the value proposition. It could be elaborate pricing uh, mechanisms. I mean, it doesn't matter to me what those checkpoints are, and it varies tremendously, but it's got to be on paper. It's got to be clear. There yes. have to be stage gates. Again, this is a discipline. It, it just this doesn't have to be haphazard. <laughs> and right. so those are the two buckets that we would, you know, in terms of our vocabulary that we kind of focus on would be the relationship part and sort of that ecosystem of decision-making and then the pathway ways of mm-hmm. the actual decision on whatever it is we're selling. That's sort of how we think about it. I, I love that. And, and I think, you know, the other P word that I'm passionate about, which is really just kind of a synonym for pathways is, is just processes. And That's I right. think, I don't know what your experience has been, but my experience has been in most sales departments, even though every other department of the company runs on process, sales is usually the wild west. And, yeah. you know, you just it often is, yeah. And there's so much opportunity to actually think strategically about that process and what can we do to improve, yeah. um, document and improve. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, Daryl. And I, and I would um, just one thing for your audience even to try, and we do this a lot, both with our own business model and then what we teach with, with clients when we're working on this topic in our advisory board work is one simple exercise is just take a, a, an opportunity that you're working on and particularly as you get to actually proposing a solution and then we call it pressure testing. So just hmm. pressure test it with your team or, or a few outsiders. That's actually what we do as a part of our practice. We actually pressure test with outside board members, but just pressure test it because if we can't sell it to each other logically, Right. <laughs> How do we expect to sell it externally? And here's what's going to happen. And I promise you if, you, if you guys, if your listeners will do this, uh, it may even sound silly, but just take a couple of people in the company, preferably the ones that don't even know that much about whatever it is we're doing, and just sell it to them. And you will come out of that with a much better value proposition, a much better um, way to articulate what we're trying to get closed, and just a better proposal. And that's just one simple little part of what you just described, which is this intentional process, right? Yeah. We call it a pathway process, yep. Yep. but just that one thing. And, and, and it's shocking to me when we work with companies and some really big ones and big brands you would know that don't even do this one little step. And again, that should be a step along the pathway along with probably mm-hmm. a dozen other things. Mm-hmm. But I would I challenge everybody, just try that one thing. If you take away nothing, just go do that. You'll be amazed at how much better your quote product is that ultimately gets articulated to somebody. That's just one piece of it. Yeah. But to your point, we tend to just blow through it. It's like, we right. got this, we've done it before. Standard proposal. I mean, how many times do you hear all this stuff? okay, that's fine if your close rates, you know, 70, 80, 90% or whatever might be high in your industry, but usually it's not. If it's we're doing not. that, it's <laughs> not, really not these days, right? And then we get mad at each other and we don't know why. We point <laughs> fingers and then we argue and I call it the circle of stuck and we get stuck. Right. 
Yeah, we get yeah. stuck. We get stuck. <laughs> My I, favorite word. I want to talk about getting unstuck, but sure. first, you mentioned uh, <laughs> you just you, you're sparking things today. You said wisdom <laughs> learning. You got yeah. it. I was like, what is? You don't hear the word wisdom very much. In I know it. This world. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of an old school word that we're trying to bring forward from a long time ago. But yeah, talk to me about what 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 is wisdom learning? I think yeah. I, by the way, I think it's, that's awesome. I'm I'm just excited just to hear yeah. those two words together in a business conversation. Well, and I sort and we've actually built a whole company. Our whole practice is built around, and it's actually wisdom based learning is the way I describe it, Daryl. And it's really simple. I, I believe that. When we get stuck, and when I talk about stuck, it's not that we're not trying hard, it's not that we're working hard, but mm-hmm. we're stuck. We're not moving fast enough to get the solution we want. That's all stuck is. Mm-hmm. And I would argue when anybody has a honest, humble conversation, you can come up with a few things you're stuck on, right? If you yeah. didn't have stuff before the pandemic, you certainly do now. So let's just agree quickly that we do get stuck on stuff. Um, And what I found, um, particularly late in my tenure, the last three or four years running a big company is there was a, it was bugging me. Like, why did some things we just powered through and we got unstuck and it worked great and we grew and then other stuff, it was like a brick wall and we barely could move the wall. And what I found was particularly the further away you go from your core business, Mm -hmm. which newsflash, we're going to have to do more of that coming out of the pandemic. Okay. We're going to have to do it, all right? And, and we always do, but I think we're going to have to do it even more. But the further away that I got from the core, the more stuck I got. And that's when the light bulb went on. I had some incredibly wise people in my life that helped me think through this. And the wisdom-based learning came from the simple formula I use, which is W, wisdom, equals K times E. And the K and the E is knowledge and experience, now, here's the key. That sounds like a simple definition. It, it is, but the key is, for my definition of wisdom, we have to have both. We have to have knowledge and experience in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what I found, not to get into all the detail of like how to execute on this, but I promise you, if you're stuck on something material and you bring wisdom with that definition, somebody with real knowledge and experience into that conversation, into the room, mm-hmm. your likelihood of getting unstuck really quickly goes up exponentially not incremental. And so when I bumped into this, this goes back six, seven years ago, the concept, we started working on it and in a little advisory board capacity that say, hey, in my company, I was stuck on digital transformation, which is super hard topic, super complex. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. after three years and wasting millions and millions of dollars, we thought, well, you know, we don't really know what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> we might be stuck. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We might be stuck. That's when I started using the term. I'm like, hey, we're really stuck here. And we're great people. We'd grown the company, we'd double company, but we're stuck. Why? Because all of a sudden we did the self-assessment and look around the room like, okay, who honestly has knowledge and experience on building and running a massive digital company? It's pretty shocking. You look around the boardroom and here's eight of us and we're all looking at our shoelaces. Like, well, <laughs> right. I thought, I thought she did. I thought moment. he did. I thought yeah. you did. Yeah, it's an honest moment. And that's the aha we go through with clients is like, let's just do the self-assessment. If you're trying to go from point A to B, just do the assessment. Do you really have the knowledge and experience to do that? right? And and if you do, great. You shouldn't be stuck. You should be powering through it. Most people, when we do this exercise and we make them very granularly describe point B. So what's the growth objective? What what are Mm -hmm. you trying to go do? What's incredible? In three years, we do this probability exercise and most people score under 60% probability that they have the knowledge and experience to actually get there. 
right? It's shocking. But wow. yet the good news is there are people everywhere or right around us that do have the wisdom. So our my entire sort of passion in building this company and doing the work we do is just building a little methodology to help people find the wisdom and actually activate it and, and act on it. And here's the cool part. People love sharing their wisdom. If, yes. if, you, if you ask people in the right way with the right intentionality and make it easy for them, it is incredible how much knowledge and experience, aka wisdom, is right around us that we've never, ever used. And that's what gets me excited. We've been at this for hmm. almost about four years. And I, I knew it worked for me at Assurant. We did this to get through our digital uh, thing. We built a little advisory board. We got five just rock star operator digital people that knew component parts of it. How did that work? Well, in eight months, we built an entirely separate digital company. And you're like, well, that doesn't, you know, okay, that doesn't sound that great. Well, it is if you're a hundred-year-old insurance company that's never built anything in eight months. It's right. pretty cool. Yeah, and that's wow. it changed the way I started wow. thinking about leaders learning. And our biggest constraint is our own knowledge and experience. And as long as we have the humility to admit that, and then we go find it, you will break through this this, this stuck thing. And at a speed that will blow you away. So we tested across about 12 industries and hundreds of different types of stock issues. And it's been a blast because we're getting just amazing results, you know, and people, people are happy. And that's why I'm doing this. I just want to help leaders that are stuck. I and that's, that's the passion that I have. So that's wisdom-based learning. Super long answer, but that, that's wisdom-based learning. I think that's so powerful. And, you know, I just, I'm thinking from with my, my sales and marketing hat on in that yeah. too, how much of that wisdom is in your client base? Yeah, there's tons of it. I mean, you we know, just, just did asking. It. Yeah, there, there's tons of it there. We just finished a, um, a, an advisory board around strategic selling for a large client. And yeah, so we go out and find these little mini board members that are really good at the topics that they, they don't have wisdom on. Mm -hmm. And often, like in this one, it can be a client <laughs> because they know tons about that. Uh, you know, again, whatever granularity you're looking for, it can be in clients. It can be actually within the company places that we haven't looked before, yeah. which is kind of shocking, if you're, particularly if you're in a big company. Um, and what's amazing is if you think about the concept, Daryl, it, it's hard to get stumped because if you break down an issue that you're stuck on, so strategic selling is a broad category, right? The way we do it is this ecosystem to say, okay, if your goal, first of all, define to me what a great strategic selling organization looks like for your company. And we're going to get pretty granular on that. I want to know exactly what you think or you want that to look like. I want to know the metrics around it, everything you can think of. And then that's when we draw the ecosystem. So, okay, well, tell me, and I would ask you this with your own company, what are the three buckets of wisdom, knowledge, and experience that we would have to be really good at to get to that destination that's in the middle? That's all. Just, yeah. describe, just describe them for me. So we go through these simple exercises, mm. and it's amazing. Most people haven't even thought about that granularity, right? We have an aspirational goal. We want to be a great sales organization. Okay, great. Well, what does that mean? And have you thought about the three things that you kind of have to be really good at? Okay, one, one of them is, is back to what we said earlier, is discipline around process or pathways, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your score there? Do you have a lot of knowledge and experience on how to do that? Most people, most of our clients have never done any of it. And I just ask them the question, just tell me your five biggest opportunities and show me the pathway to success. And they're like, well, you know, let me, let me talk about like the people I know there. That's great. I'd love to hear that. But you start to get the idea. So we just build, and then you go find people that are great at building the pathways, right? And that's the wisdom. And, and they're Brilliant. everywhere. They're everywhere. Ah, oh, man, I can't Super wait fun. to read <laughs> Unstuck. And I, I just, this is so powerful. Yeah, this, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but just the, you know, the idea that the, just the humility of going, okay, what do we, what do we need to, what, what do we need to know yeah. that we, or what wisdom do we need? The wisdom buckets, which ones are empty? What are the wisdom buckets? Yeah. And we teach people how to draw it. That's why I did the book. We had clients that, that love this stuff and it's working and they said, look, just, can you just write it down? So it's super transparent book. It's a short book. It's basically our business model. I don't know if that's a smart thing to do or not, but we just put it all in the book. So I want people to go use these techniques whether we can help you or not, or you want to, it's not the point of this. This stuff works. I want to help people get unstuck. And you said an incredibly important word because I get asked this a lot of, you know, you're getting, you're having these success. We have tons of case studies on the website that are fun if you ever want to go read them. But what's, what, what is, what has to be there for this to work? And there's really only one thing and it is the humility word you just used. We find that if companies have the corporate and the individual leader humility to admit that I'm stuck, right? I'm just not moving fast enough and it's costing too much or whatever stuck may be to you. If you have the humility to do that, all of these processes will work very easily because defining the destination, again, we give the tools for that, how to build the learning ecosystem, actually how to go find these wise people because they are everywhere. I call them swim lanes of wisdom. And then yeah, how do you engage them? How do you actually can, you know, synthesize those learnings? And then it's, it, you know, we, we describe the whole thing. So I want people to do it. And, and the spirit of reciprocity is actually getting written about more and more right now. And I will tell you from personal experience last few years, it's alive and well. Again, if you ask people in the right way to share their wisdom and you're willing to do it going the other way, it's incredible. And and what better time with what we're all going through than to actually help each other in a meaningful way? Meaningful, non-competitive, just sharing our wisdom with each other. And I'm finding that that people want to do that more than ever right now. And that's super encouraging. Well, what a great way to, to wrap up too. I, I am so thankful, Craig, for you sharing your wisdom with us today and, and <laughs> oh, the reciprocity God. is alive and, and well, and I think this is such a, this is such a valuable topic right now, especially in the, in the sales and marketing world to really think through, okay, what do we need to do to get unstuck? So yeah. Thank you so much for, for investing in us today. And, and thank you for your heart uh, to help people. It's really, really inspiring. Yeah, my, my pleasure, Daryl. And again, congratulations on the work you're doing. I love the themes that you're hitting on here. I think it's incredibly important work. So um, uh, what a privilege to be with you and I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Craig. And thank you to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. It's fantastic inter, uh, just interacting with many of you throughout the week. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. And by the way, if you get a moment when this podcast is over, if you'd be kind enough to leave us a quick review, it helps us spread the word. And right now, this is where we are. We're driving and thriving, as we say on the C-Suite Radio Network. 
this is the time to get things moving forward. This is the time to be strategic. This is the time to get unstuck. And so until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.